I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We don't have music, but we're back. It's your boy DC, and I'm back with Funky. Funky Ben, what's good, baby? Getting warm in Wisconsin. I got no sleeves on. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys get sun year round. We don't. I'm excited for summer. Dude, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. So the other day, there was a whole thing going on on Twitter about you and your wife. What was that? And then you like somehow insulted yeah, your I wife. I complimented Brother. my wife, Daniel. <laughs> then you wait. So everybody's talking about how Ben Askren has outpunted the coverage, and then you go and insult your wife. What was that? What was going on there? My kind of glanced at it. She understood I, perfectly what I said. Here's what I said. I said, listen. So wait, wait, stop. Wait, walk okay. us through it first. So what happened? Like, what happened initially? You outkicked the coverage, right? Like, your wife's too good looking for you. And then people are complimenting you. And then you say something. Okay. No, no, no. So there was a few people, like, posting about how they were so, they are winning at life because their wife was so good looking. And <laughs> I thought, now being married for, uh, you know, what, 13 years or 14 years, it's been a long time, period. That's not the most important thing. Now, that is a relevant topic, but it's not the most important thing. Like, one of the most important things for me is she is such a good mom to my kids. So I, yes. I feel like I should acknowledge this. And so because the post is about how being good looking is not important, I don't even mention it, which then everyone takes as I don't think my wife is good looking, but I don't think they can read properly. Dog. Just take the compliment like that. Hey, dog, what, you go and you insult your wife. But that's such a Ben Askren thing to do, I bro. did not insult her. <laughs> I'm so she glad that Amy. Too. She got it perfectly. <laughs> so Amy got it. Just everybody else is stupid. No, like 80% of the people. <laughs> My man. Ben, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get that out the way first. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't spoken to this dude since I saw his name was going crazy on the internet. But bro, that got 40 million views. It's so crazy, like how people it's grab on to so certain crazy. things. Ben's just insults his wife for no reason, dude. You're so wrong, Ben. Stop. You're so I wrong. did not. I complimented her, <laughs> and she knew on what's exactly important. What I meant on we what's important. You, you complimented what, her on what's important. She was more mad because uh, 
when she came home that day, there was this big pile of wood. That I wanted to burn it. I lit that on fire, and I had the biggest fire going. It was so huge, and she was like, "What are you doing here? Burn everything down!" And I said, "Woman, leave me alone. This is some outside stuff. This is man stuff. That's what I'm yeah. doing." <laughs> That's what's important in life is don't burn down the house, Ben. Anyways, yeah. Ben, last weekend one of our Olympic teammates made his return to the octagon. Henry Cejudo yeah. fought for the championship after three and a half years. I thought that he fought valiantly, but what I did believe was that he lost, right? Verdict Agreed. verdict scored the fight for Cejudo, which was yes. very surprising. But then when they, they did 100 people in the meeting and everything scored the fight, 95% of those people scored the fight for Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Where did it go wrong for Henry Cejudo when you look back on the fight? Yeah. Um, it was funny because also in the post fight they were they were booing El Joe. I think the crowd was in favor of Henry, and the crowd <laughs> had thought he had won also. Uh Verdict scores the fight for him. But yes, the majority of the journalists scored at 48-47. Either way, it's 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 razor close there. Um, you know, honestly, I think it kind of played out where I thought it would play out. I thought if it was just a wrestling match, Henry's going to beat him. Not a problem. But a, a fight is not a wrestling match. And Aljo is, like, really good in those, like, grindy, gritty, unique situations. Yep. And that was what he was able to take advantage of and, and kind of, you know, that was probably his biggest advantage in the fight, I would say. I thought that Aljo started really fast. Every round he yeah. started real fast. So he was almost like banking rounds. And he was making Henry struggle with that. But... I felt like when Henry was on the gas and going forward, he was the guy that was dictating, but I don't believe that after three and a half years off, you just come back and you beat a guy like Aljamain yeah. Sterling. One, they're booing because of the decision, but bro, the boy Aljo just can't catch a break. It's like, no matter what he does, people don't like him. Why don't people like Aljamain Sterling, Doug? He's uh, home. He was you at didn't home. this question. I, some people didn't like you for a period in time. Now I think everyone loves you, but for a while... People were cheering for John Jones. I said, listen, <laughs> how do you guys not love Daniel Cormier? This is the most puzzling thing to me. Daniel, you're very lovable, and people yeah. gave you the same treatment. So the crowd, the crowd's always funny. You don't know what but they're going to say. Bro, it's weird with Aljudo, man. He's home. Like, he's actually at yeah. home. He's yeah. from New York. He's fighting in New Jersey. Yes. And in the middle of the fight, they're going, Henry, Henry, Henry. Like, oh dude can't God. catch it. And that, that had to sting because it's like, come on, bro. You're the bandaway champ of the world. It's the first time he's ever main evented a card. He's yeah. fighting at home, and he's getting booed by his home crowd. And as you would expect, the story going out of the thing was Henry Cejudo again. But for me, it wasn't. It, it's not about what's next for Henry. I thought he was going to walk away because really? I swear to God, I thought he was going to retire. Hmm. I'm surprised that he's not. Did you not think he was going to retire? And if you didn't, um, do you believe he should retire, Ben? I no, I so I didn't think he was just for the sole reason of, um, I don't think he's found another passion in life right now. And like for me, I retired in coach wrestling, and I love it. For you, uh, you retired. You do like forty-seven things that you seem to really <laughs> enjoy. You know, and so someone like you, or someone like me, or someone like Henry. We need to find things to occupy our time that we're passionate about. And I don't know that Henry's found a passion yet. You know, he's done some things, but it doesn't seem like he loves any of it. And it seems like he loves to compete. And so, like, yeah. when I'm watching him, you know, in those training camp videos, he seems, like, genuinely happy that this is what he's doing. And yeah. so I think that's very telling. So it's like, well, 
you did all this work to come back from retirement shape, right? You were three years out of the game. You just all this work to come back for one thing. And honestly, <laughs> you're really, really close to being the best in the world. Some could argue you were the best in the world on Saturday night. So I think he, I think Marab is actually the obvious next fight for him because he's the obvious next best guy in the division. And if Henry yeah. can beat him, then he fights for a title again. You know, it's crazy because I was of the belief that he was going to walk away. And I honestly felt like he should because I know Henry Cejudo. And I know being the best in the world is essentially all that's ever going to matter to him because it's all he's ever yeah. been. Right. So it's like from mm -hmm. high school wrestling to international wrestling, he was always very close to being the best in the world or the best in the world. So in high school, he was all world. He was the best. Yeah. He won everything. Then he mm -hmm. went straight to the Olympic level. And obviously in the first year in 07, which were you, you I don't even know if you made you weren't on the 07 team, I was right? On the team. But no, yeah, but I remember everything though. But 07, he he loses first round, doesn't make it. 08, he wins the Olympics when we're both there. So he's yeah. been always right around the top, but he's always aspired to be the best. Losing to Aljo told us last weekend that he's not quite the best right now because of Aljamain Sterling, although yeah. he's still very, very close to the top. I thought he would walk away because I think being the man is always going to be what motivates Henry. You you mentioned Marabdo Wallashvili. Before yeah. we get in on Marabdo, we got to pay the bills. I got to pay some quick bills real quick. Guys, today's video is brought to you by the Game Time app. The Game Time app is the leader in last-minute ticket purchases no matter what you're trying to get into and it's not like a big bouncer standing at the gate stopping you use the game time app you're trying to go to the nba playoffs game time app ufc comedy shows uh anything concerts whatever you want to do use the game time app for those last minute purchases if you only have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for Robinhood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfer subject Traditional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. 
Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go and use the code DCTV, and we'll give you $20 off of your first purchase, no matter where you are, no matter what you're trying to do. Use the Game Time app to save money, to get into those must-see events. Download the Game Time app right now. Use the promo code DCTV. We will give you $20 off of your first purchase. It's already going to be a cheaper ticket because last minute, hey, I'm a last-minute guy. I mean, we got PL coming up. I still ain't purchased the flights for our team to go. I'm a last-minute guy. So I wish the Game Time app sold flights, but they don't. They sell tickets to events. And it is the best. DC TV, $20 off. Ben, Marab Dawalashvili is hilarious. The dude gets a hold of Sean O'Malley's jacket. That was awesome. <laughs> He's on the cage. He look, It's like a Michael Jackson jacket. He's an absolute killer in the octagon. Yeah. But he seems to be in this bit of a purgatory because he won't fight Aljamain Sterling. So now he's mentioned alongside Henry Cejudo. You said it seems obvious. But yeah. is this a fight that Henry can win? Uh, yeah, I mean, so honestly, what I thought, what I thought with uh, Henry and Aljo, Henry's best path to victory would, would be marching him down, closing the distance, using his hands, stuffing takedowns. Right? I thought that was the best path to victory for Henry, and yeah. I feel like uh, Marab is kind of the same thing, takedown heavy. So you know, if Henry can walk him down, stuff takedowns, strike with him. Um, yep. I think he can definitely win that fight. Rob's won nine. He's won nine in a row now. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. It's, it's pretty wild. He would have he would have gotten a title fight if not for Aljamain Sterling, though. Like, sure. yeah. But do you, but do you think friendship matters that much, Ben? Would you not take a title fight against someone? I, me because... and Tyron weren't going to fight. You know, so you and I was... same thing. So you respect it? Yeah, we respected each other, and it just wasn't going to happen. And you know, we were looking for other options, and then you know, unfortunately, it didn't come to that. <laughs> but with Marab, um. You know, I don't I don't believe I've ever heard them discuss other options. But so the next two are easy. It's it's Sean and Aljo and it's yep. Marab and Henry. Okay. And so if Sean were to beat uh Aljo and Marab wins, that's obvious, right? Yeah. If Sean wins and Henry wins, that's also obvious. And if Henry wins and Aljo wins, then I think you could do the rematch and sell it. So right? the whole division is just between four people. I think so. It's like a, it's like a semi the files. <laughs> the only one that doesn't work there is Aljo and Marab both win and they refuse to fight each other. But then I think I think Cor what, what about Corey Sanhagen? Is, what about Corey Sanhagen? Who just looked he, amazing just, beating Chito Vera? Yep, he looked good. I looked up all the other guys, uh, and they all have uh, a semi recent loss or multiple losses. Um hey, what about Umar Nurmagomedov? So that's what you what, do? well, so that's so that that's the, that would be my contingency plan. Yeah. I would jump him up. He's ranked. Hold on, let me go look. Uh, he is ranked 
He's ranked he, 11. So let, I let jump me, him way up. I'd put him with like a four <laughs> or a five next. You could put all three of those on the same card. So that way if Aljo and uh, Marab both win, then it's Umar that gets the title <laughs> shot. Listen, you're all set. That's the biggest, that's the biggest loser in this deal is Umar. Because I know as a fact they were working on Marab versus Umar as a main event. They were working on Marab versus Umar, but now when you get Henderson Hudo as an option, yeah. you start going there. That kind of leaves Umar out in the whole, out in the dust. I, thought, I don't think so, right? Because okay, he's he got fight? fights. You literally just told me. You literally just told me no. it's a division of four people. You literally yeah. just said that. Correct, correct. But so hey, Umar's only had four fights, right? So you give him now, you jump him way up. He's at number 11 round. You jump him up. I'll give you options. You can go Corey. You can go uh, Peter Yan. You can go Marlo. You can go Rob Font. All those guys are way above him. They're four, five, six, and seven. So you jump him up, right? If it happens to be he doesn't get the title shot next, then you jump him up again to get, you know, to a, a one, two, or three, and then you get him the title shot. Alex, Alex Pajeda became the champion. He had fought three times in the wild. UFC. Uh, he got lucky. They don't do that usually. <laughs> I mean, you're saying Umar don't have enough fights when Alex Mayer was the champ with three of them. Yeah, but you go from 11. It's simple. I mean, I'm <laughs> laying out a very clear path for Umar. It might yeah. not be as fast as he likes. You go to four or five, and if something plays out, right, if so, if it's Marab and Aljo both win, <laughs> then he gets the shot. If not, yeah. then he gets one more, and then he gets the shot. But so now you're just like, so now Umar's in the conversation. Before I, you, you, you yeah. literally just told me there were four guys in a division. You had laid out a plan that put them dudes a year and a half out. If you're not no, within a year the and a half, dude, you're crazy. Guys, they're small. They fight fast. <laughs> they want to fight in like September. Yes. Okay. So Aljo fights in September, right? Then the winner of Aljo versus uh, Sean and Marab and Henry, they would fight sometimes in around. March, January, March. No, that's too long of a layoff. Uh, you let's think go, so? Let's go like New Year's Eve card. Boom. Okay, January, New Year's Eve, January. Like so then you're done in January. You don't fight again until April, May. We're well, a year away, Ben. He's a lot. We're like, a year away. He, 20, he's 27. Yeah, I'm just saying, dog. It's some. It, 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 you don't want to be putting these dudes on the shelf that much. Hey, before I let you go, Marab no, no, Dawala's fight really people. I don't want to shelf him. I want him to fight people. <laughs> Marab Dewalishvili in his last fight shot forty-eight takedown attempts. Yeah, was that crazy? Because you were you were a guy that was wrestle heavy, right? I was yeah. one that boxed a little more. I didn't wrestle as much. Yeah, is that almost impossible to do to shoot forty-eight times in twenty-five well, yeah, minutes? If you get him down and you keep him down, you ain't got to shoot again. That's the easy. That's part. the thing, right? You, I would try to make him count and just hold him. Once yes. I got him down, I would keep him down. Yes, Marab had forty-eight takedown attempts. What but kind I of shape was that guy in? He, I mean, he's a beast, right? And so that, that speaks to his persistence, which is, and I think Aljo said something similar about his persistence. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you would like that success rate to go up because I don't believe his success rate was that high. No. Um, and then on top of that, sometimes when he gets them down, they get up. And right, ideally, you take them down once and then you just beat, beat them up the whole round. They don't get like yeah. you did kind of like Derek Lewis. I don't think he ever got up, right? You they don't get up. And kept no. down. Anthony Johnson, I don't think he got up at all. No, they don't get up. Right? You just keep taking it down, and then you just keep them down there. They call us the wet blanket. They always call wet blanket. Like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, wet blanket. <laughs> you you hold the 200-pound man down, right? Like, uh, shit ain't yeah. easy. Like, you, not it's, easy. it's not easy to fucking hold somebody down. Not easy, but if you're, if, you're, if you're good with it, and you were, um, you know you how too. to make... You know how to make them work way harder. 
to get yes, up, right? It's way absolutely. more effort because you're using your weight and gravity and you're sagging. You're, you're pulling wrists and then you hit them. Yeah. You know, it works out, yeah. Hey, guys, that's Ben Askren. He is the founder of what may be the most successful youth program in the entire country right now, guys. Look up the results of the Askren Wrestling Academy. It is unbelievable. Hey, that's Ben Askren. I'm DC. Another Funky and the Champ is in the books. Until next time, guys, like, subscribe. Tell your friend to tell a friend that DC's got a YouTube channel, and he's bringing, bringing friends along now. Till next time, peace. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.